Hi everyone, I'm Holly Daly and welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Family Voices podcast. In line with AUSA's overall mission to educate, inform, and connect, the AUSA Family Readiness Directorate is dedicated to providing all our Army families the tools, resources, and connections needed to manage the ins and outs of their military life journey. In support of our mission, we are happy to welcome Mrs. Robin Morozik. Mrs. Morozik is the Financial Education Program Manager in the Soldier and Family Readiness Division, Army Deputy Chief of Staff, G9. Welcome, Robin. We are so happy that you are joining us today, and I am looking forward to our discussion together. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to join you today, and I'm a huge fan of the Family Voices podcast. Thank you, Robin. We appreciate it. To get started, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? I would be happy to. I am a proud Army spouse of an active duty space operations officer. We're high school sweethearts, and we're going to actually celebrate 25 years being together this October, 17 of those being married. And then we have PCS nine times all over CONUS. And we have two amazing boys who are eight and 14. Professionally, in 2007, I received a military spouse fellowship scholarship from the SINRA Foundation to work towards my accreditation in financial counseling. And that was kind of really at the start of the whole fellow scholarship program. So I was so excited to kind of get into it from groundwork up. So I earned my AFC in 2008, and since then, I've just held multiple different types of positions working on military installations and at various headquarters all over CONUS, such as Survivor Outreach Services, the National Guard Bureau, the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board, aka the Thrift Savings Plan, and now in my current position at Headquarters Army. And you may know me as my alias, hashtag SRobin with a Y, for the blended retirement system. And you can find all of those amazing videos on YouTube. You know, when I'm not holding down the fort at home and helping other spouses and working, I love to run and pretend that I'm a fancy cookie decorator. And I am truly as competitive with my husband especially with board games, as we possibly can. So that's me. Well, I grew up with board games, and I love them. And I will be happy at any time to take lessons from you on the cookie decorating. Oh, anytime. (laughs) So thank you for sharing your background with us and being a military spouse yourself and obviously very passionate about your profession. Why is it important to you to educate our soldiers and families on financial education? Oh, that's a great question. Well, simply because the Army is my family. I don't want to see anyone in my family struggle. If there's just some way that I can go in to help to go and twist the stem in some way. And we know that stress with our finances can impact literally every layer of our life. And just like compound interest, see how I did that, financial stress can also add up and it can affect mission readiness and it can impact relationships both with our significant others as well as those at work. That can then lead to depression and lead to second and third order effects such as domestic violence and suicidal ideation, negative evaluations, loss of promotions, et cetera. 
And unfortunately, financial mismanagement can also lead to soldiers and families to become targets for fraud and other threats. But aside from those negative aspects, I just also have a passion to see my Army family to be successfully financially capable, to save for retirement, to have a healthy emergency fund, and set themselves up positively for the future. You know, for me, the return on the investment, when you can see that one thing just click or hear the success stories of overcoming debt is just invaluable to me. And I truly feel it's my calling. Well, thank you for sharing that. And you actually get to continue that passion in your current position in DCSG9 as the Financial Education Program Manager. What does your position do for our soldiers and their families? So I am blessed that I am in literally my dream job, and that is simply to ensure that the whole Army, total Army, all three compos, have the right training developed to be able to take them from civilian life to their time as soldier to when they go and transition out or retire and be a soldier for life and make sure that they have all the tools necessary to better manage their personal finances. And that includes considerations for the whole family, right? Because in the Army, we retain families. And I have to ensure that financial readiness of soldiers improves the Army's overall readiness and mission readiness. So I do that through various different mechanisms like oversight, development, coordination, and evaluation of the procedures in support of the Army's financial readiness program. So I work with federal and non-federal entities, brief senior leaders, and monitor program performance but also develop recommendations and problem solve to really ensure that the financial readiness program is consistent with Army and DOD standards. So Robin, can you tell us what's the Army doing overall financial change? I don't think we have enough time to truly explain everything that we are doing to support behavioral change with regards to personal finance for all of our soldiers and families. It's truly been transformational this past year. We publish and execute orders, execute order 140-21, and that's the Army Financial Literacy Training Program. And we developed and released standardized curriculum. We redesigned our official Army's financialfrontline.org website. We've established monthly check-in meetings, kind of asthma checks with the Sergeant Major of the Army to talk all things financial readiness. And we place financial education in all levels of enlisted professional military education. I mean, those are just to name a few. We've also incorporated strategic communication messaging and developed tools and resources for soldiers and their families. But most of all, we listened. We have listened to what the needs of our Army soldiers and families truly are. Because how can you positively affect change if you don't know what the problem is? So we took a pause and we did just that. And now we're seeing the positive effects of that work. That's fantastic. Great strategy. So do you mind telling our listeners about the financial literacy strategy? And what are some of the milestones included in it? So back in 2016, so it's the NDAA for FY16, it introduced 
introduce the blended retirement system, and which is a change to the whole military retirement system. At the same time, and to protect all service members, the NDAA also mandated a number of common military training requirements that included financial readiness at just a whole bunch of various personal professional milestones throughout a whole soldier's life cycle. And each of the services have to meet these standard terminal learning objectives that truly increase the financial readiness training from kind of more of an information and awareness level to an understanding and decision-making level required as they go and manage those increased responsibilities. So when we look at the different milestones, those are like, for example, future soldiers. So even before, while they're still civilians, before they end up going to the recruiting station, while they're under the recruiting command, they're going and receiving financial readiness training, which is truly amazing to me. And then from there, they'll get training at initial entry training, which is for enlisted, is called basic combat training. And for officers, the basic officer leader course is section that's BOLIC A, and that's pre-commissioned. And then first duty station is during advanced individual training, or AIT, and basic officer leader course branch, bullet B, for post-commissioning. This is the first time, actually, that we will have ever had training for newly commissioned officers during bullet B. So this is huge for us. Also for permanent change of station and promotions and pre- and post-deployment and marriage, divorce, welcoming a new child. So not just a brand new baby, but also adoption and blended families. And then disabling sickness or condition. And this is when that soldier's having to go under the Army Recovery Care Program and a soldier recovery unit for the first time. And also when a family member is first enrolled in the Exceptional Family Member Program. And again, this is the first time that those families will ever receive any sort of financial education that's geared directly for them in that situation. And then there's vesting in the thrift savings plan at the 25th month from the pantry base date. Those are for those that are under blended retirement system. And then continuation pay. That's also for those under BRS. And that's really meant to be kind of like a retention bonus. And then the leadership training that I was talking about earlier. So one thing that I love that I, I think is amazing is that your husband and the current SMA have just been very passionate about educating leaders on all things for financial readiness. They asked us to put financial readiness training in all levels of enlisted professional military education. So we have it in basic leader course, advanced leader course, and senior leader course with master leader course and the nominative leader course training coming in FY22. We're just so proud of the work that has gone into creating for the first time ever standardized curriculum for the total army that addresses all of the needs, regardless if you're geographically dispersed or you're right there doing training 365 days out of the year or one weekend a month or two weeks out of the year, this training is for you. And the tremendous 
educators that we have teaching it, our personal financial managers and personal financial counselors and the soldier and family readiness specialists at the guard and all the cadre at institutionalized training. And I truly have to say, we could not have done it without the gratuitous service agreement with the USA Education Foundation. We are truly revolutionizing the way that we're learning and speaking about personal finance. Wow. Robin, as our listeners just heard how critically important this training is. We will be right back with our next question in just a moment. Join AUSA, the Army's premier professional association and host of the largest land power exposition in the United States. AUSA is open to everyone, including all ranks and components. So whether you have a relationship with the U.S. Army or simply want to honor those who serve, you can learn more at AUSA.org join. May I ask you, how has COVID changed the delivery method of these services to get it into the hands of our soldiers and our families? I would say we have honestly been preparing for COVID long before it hit. When we set out looking at how do we deliver this mandatory training, and I'm talking mandatory training that is the same level as SHARP, as cyber awareness, it's mandatory. It's in the Department of Defense instruction, the 1322, that says, hey, you have to go in to take this training. Commanders, you need to ensure that your soldiers are going and getting this training. You know, when we thought about how do we go and deliver this for the total Army that has so many unique challenges, we realized we could no longer rely on that traditional model of, quote, in-person financial literacy and counseling, right? So generational shifts have just truly necessitated a change in the look and the feel of the content to make it just an effective tool towards readiness and well-being and family support. And those multiple components of the Army have a variety of constraints but they all have that same level of financial literacy training. So we adopted a threefold approach. Soldiers can take the common military training either through distributed learning via the Army Family Web Portal or face-to-face with a personal financial manager or counselor or through that traditional in-person group training, you know, in a classroom or an auditorium. And as soldiers and families can continue to utilize the great resources of the financial readiness program, they'll be able to do so through virtual modes of delivery. So video conferences, telephone, email, text support, or just coming into one of the family centers. So we haven't let COVID slow us down. We just readjusted. And in the process, we were continuously still right now learning what works for different people because that one-size-fits-all model just doesn't work anymore. So as a family member or as a military spouse myself, so if I want to get started, where do I go first to access this training? Well, you have a few different options. And I neglected to say that all of this training is also geared towards family members because we have that responsibility Number one, but we also have that passion to take care and educate our families because they truly are the ones that are supporting the soldiers. So where can we go? Well, you can go to financialfrontline.org, first of all, and click on 
families. And this will actually take you to tailored milestone trainings that the Office of Financial Readiness has on their Milk Spouse Money Mission website. This is a tremendous resource, and I highly, highly encourage you to check it out, especially the Milk community. And that's where you'll get this truly authentic financial tips from real military spouses worldwide. You'll even find a few from me where I talk about talking to my kids about money and childcare resources and spouse employment. So that's where you can go and find it for families. But you can also look under soldiers on the Financial Frontline website to be able to see the tailored handouts and videos and other resources that pertain to the milestones. And from there, you can also get the direct link to the official training on the online learning management system. And then I just want to tell you about a couple other things on our website, because you can go under tools and resources, and you'll find educational videos and calculators and my personal favorite, a self-assessment tool. And that is a self-guided kind of high-level snapshot that just truly allows you to assess where you are today financially. It will honestly take you less than five minutes, but it'll help you to get that conversation started and it won't be saved or anything like that, but you can click on it, go through it, and then maybe in another five or six months, go through it again. Did you improve? So that's a really awesome tool. And on the website, you'll also be able to find a personal financial counselor locator map. So that way you can go and get started anywhere, CONUS o CONUS, with no-cost financial counseling services. What we find is that so many of our families and soldiers are afraid to use or don't want to use our military resources. And I can't imagine going and having access to free quality resources and not using them. And I want to really heavy hit on that they are confidential. They're not going to be going back to your command or anything like that. They are there to assist you. And if you want to take the distributed learning training, you can go right onto Army Family Web Portal and be able to take it on there. Now, the soldier still has to go in to take that training and get the course certificate in order to mark it complete, but we highly encourage families to take it as well. And don't worry, they're not long, and they even include videos with real spouses and service members in them. Wow, those are a lot of resources. How amazing that those are available, especially to us family members. And I enjoyed hearing about the kids' educational training uh, modules that you were talking about and the self-assessments tools and, and all that. It sounds wonderful. So you were talking about the training. What about BRS and TSP? So as a military spouse, can I take this? And if so, why would that be helpful to me? Absolutely. So this is my personal opinion. So when a spouse is involved and informed about all aspects of how the Army impacts their lives, then they're less likely to blame the soldier and less likely to blame the Army for the financial mismanagement. So we really truly want to arm all spouses with the knowledge and resiliency to ask for help and identify and use the resources that are available so they can help to keep the family on a positive path instead of being at odds with their soldier or the Army for that lack of communication. 
I think it's too easy for soldiers to throw the papers away after training, go about your day, come home and kind of get caught up in the hustle and bustle of home life. I mean, I get it. The amount of things my husband forgets to tell me is astonishing. But, you know, I made a decision a long time ago about 17 years ago, not to rely on him to tell me everything that was going on in his unit and the installation or make choices independently. I'm a part of this family. I have a role in this family and I want to be well informed. So I really feel when we look at the training for blended retirement system and the thrift savings plan, it only goes and furthers our knowledge and knowledge is power. It allows us to be able to go and to help our soldiers Maybe they're not having to go in to be worrying about this one area, or if nothing else, it helps to get that conversation started. And I know that I want to be a beacon of hope and a resource for other spouses. So for me, it's critical to be as knowledgeable as I possibly can. And then that way, I want to also be able to share that with other spouses, because even if we think we have to start big, but just starting small. We can provide folks with those correct tools, with those facts, then what we can do is we start that conversation going. And what we do is we arm our army spouses with knowledge. And that will help to change really, truly the way that we go and work toward behavioral change. Yes, Robin, I know myself just going through transition My husband retired not too long ago and going through that transition and realizing how important it was to learn all the resources that are out there. Because if I would have to be the caregiver and I would have to make those important decisions, I felt how important it was that I knew more of the ins and outs of what options there were out there for us as a couple. So Robin, I enjoy talking with you and I could talk with you for hours because I feel like there's so much I want to learn about financial education. But before we wrap up today's podcast, would you like to provide any final thoughts, tips, or words of wisdom to our listeners? Words of wisdom. I guess what I would say is that when a soldier and a spouse or a significant other or family, because it come in all different paths, Whenever we have financial problems, it negatively impacts our view sometimes of military life. And that can lead to a decrease in retention and dissatisfaction with the military way of life. And this can lead to a decrease in the soldier's military readiness and truly an increase in family and individual stress. And I just want to say that the Army has heard this. And we've developed quality training and tools and resources on financial readiness. You know, we've started that conversation on positive financial management, even before soldiers come into the Army, and carry those tailored lessons when and where they need it based on those personal and professional milestones. And I just want listeners to know that your senior leaders, such as the SMA, have placed financial readiness as one of their top priorities. You know, people first. We want to see our families succeed and we want to be your biggest advocate, but we can only lead you to those resources. We need you to step up and take advantage of those military resources, like the personal financial managers and counselors at your installation. Visit financialfrontline.org. Start those hard conversations with your soldier. 
and start making personal finance a common topic at the dinner table and teach our children that it isn't a tabby subject. And that is how we will improve financial readiness in the Army. So thank you so much for letting me come and talk today. I just appreciate it so much. And I am totally geeking out here. So thank you so much for including me. Oh, no, thank you, Robin. Well, to our listeners, our time has come to an end to close this episode of Family Voices Podcast. Robin, again, all of us here at AUSA would like to thank you for being a military spouse, for sharing your journey, and for your continued dedication to our soldiers and families through your financial profession. So to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and thank you for joining us. No matter where you are and what you are doing on your journey, let us be your eyes, ears, and voice. We are here for you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters Podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters Podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army day. Hua.